pile. These are generally conversations between adults after the children have left the table. The language can be spicy and the subjects can get saucy. So if you're ready, you are listening to The Southern Fork, a podcast that hosts kitchen chats with some of the most interesting people in the culinary South. I'm your host, Stephanie Burt, and I'm always hungry to learn more. Let's dig in. The Southern Fork is supported by Edmunds Oast, Edmunds Oast Brewing Company, and Edmunds Oast Exchange. Okay, it's probably not much of a secret that EO, that's what the locals call it, so feel free to adopt, is one of my favorite restaurants in Charleston because they consistently excel at food, cocktails, beer, service, and atmosphere. But if I thought it was a go-to before, well, that was just the beginning. First, they're expanding and opening a brewery any moment now. Edmundos Brewing Company, located in the new Pacific Box and Crate Complex north of the city, will soon start production at its 20,000-square-foot brewery. And then next to the restaurant, Edmunds Oast Exchange is coming, a reborn Charleston beer exchange that will be a retail destination for beer lovers, no doubt. And finally, back at the restaurant, one of my favorite chefs in town, Bob Cook, remember episode eight, is the new executive chef. What I'm trying to say is, if I'm not at my desk, it's a good bet you'll find me at Edmunds Oast even more than ever. For more information about EO and any of its growing fine family of establishments, visit EdmundsOast.com. Hey, before we roll into this week's interview, I have a shameless request. One of my favorite mags, Savour, is welcoming nominations for their annual Best Blog Awards, and they've added a food podcast category. If you feel so inclined, please visit Savour.com, that's S-A-V-E-U-R.com, search for Nominate Blog Awards, and add the southernfork.com in the form provided. Nominations close July 19th, so I hope you'll find some time this weekend, and thanks so much to all of you who listen. It's just so fun to bring these stories to you. Fingers crossed. The first thing you need to know before you listen to this is a simple fact. I now realize that three people inside the short grain food truck is just too much sound, especially when we all have a good laugh and there's traffic and train tracks nearby. But to get that food truck life, you gotta get inside the truck. It was 90-ish degrees on the afternoon I visited Shui and Corey Wong after a shift So I brought shift beers, and we sat on milk crates to talk about the real-world challenges that, as Shui explains, are much less glamorous than that movie Chef. Although he was named a semifinalist for the 2017 James Beard Rising Star Chef, an Eater Young Gun, a Zagat 30 Under 30, 
I byline that one, by the way. And Short Grain was named one of America's best new restaurants by Bon Appetit in 2016. This sound, this space where he can't fully stand up, is still pretty much his day-to-day. Corey's by his side, working the window, handling admin duties, and bringing the warmth. And there's local sourcing for a rotating menu, the cult following of the OG bowl, Corey writing. Did I mention she's a badass young adult novelist working on her second book? Scheduling restaurant pop-ups. And basically, hydrating enough to avoid heat strokes while working inside a metal box with Charleston heat and humidity pressing down on it. Pull up a milk crate and have a chat with us. Welcome to the Southern Fork, Kizu. Thank, Thank you. you nice to be here. Well, you're here a lot, though. <laughs> I'm not we, here. We are here a lot. <laughs> right. I guess I meant here with you, not necessarily here, here, here. here. <laughs> right. I know. So here is, I mean, God, I have such a glamorous job. Um, we are sitting in a catering company's back parking lot where the short grain food truck is parked right now after a lunch service today at Low Country Local First, yeah. right? Right. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like the inside of a food truck because it is the inside of a food truck. We are drinking beer. Yes. Just yes. so we don't pass out yeah. during the 20-minute interview. <laughs> <laughs> Since, by the way, it is in Charleston, South Carolina. Right. So it's a little hot. It's a little hot in here. Yeah, always. So, come on. Why? Uh, food truck. Yeah. In Charleston. Yeah. What were you thinking? Uh, did you did you look at it during did you come down during spring when all the flowers were blooming and you thought, Oh my god, this is so gorgeous, I wanna live here. Well, it was, well, we hadn't lived a summer here yet before we decided to open yeah, we, we never, yeah, and I wonder first, how that would have changed. First one it. we we came down I think it was maybe spring or fall. Uh one of those like really gorgeous you know, type of days. It's like, I think it was like 60s or 70s. It's you had a little beautiful. buzz on because you were kind of oh, on day yeah, right. 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 uh, She's like, just, I love this place. Yeah, mm-hmm. we had a friend down here and, uh, yeah, it's, she kind of showed us around all over in the historical downtown. I don't know, just kind of fell in love with it. It's gorgeous. We always say it looks like vacation land. Feels a little bit looks and it feels a little bit like Disney World to us. Yeah, that's what we would <laughs> say. Like, why can't we move to vacation land? Let's just do it. Right. I was especially burned out from Working in New York, so and you wanted to write a novel. Yep, which did, you did did write a novel, um, and then ended up finally selling it same same week we opened the food truck. So that now exists in the world because it's been two years. Right. Um, so that is and it's called out. it's called the Takedown. That's right. <laughs> so you know, like nationally published author, and you right. got a pretty good deal, woman. Yeah, Disney. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Disney. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's a it's a great book. Uh, it just actually sold for um, it just sold the TV rights. Um, oh, yeah, <laughs> so you're just gonna be slightly busy. Well, so I'm glad I got it now out. for sure. What's up? Why am I sitting on a milk crate then? TV rights. Just stay humble. We're fancy. That's how it happens around right here. So once you went through that first summer. Uh, I think we moved down. I oh, yeah, actually moved down. We moved down end, end of, of August. August. So then, it was like the end of our first summer, which wasn't too hot that year, I don't think. Uh, I don't know. We moved down because our friend was supposed to open a restaurant and we we're supposed to go work for him that haven't 
uh, to be delayed when we moved down. And then eventually it was delayed uh, indefinitely. But um, the Shellmore... But the Shellmore... Ple- the Shellmore Mount Pleasant is about to open any month now. After two and a half years. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so we were jobless, and we were hunting for jobs, and kind of looked on Craigslist and blah, blah, and nothing was just really... I don't know, just, just didn't really want to work for anyone else yeah. ever again. Because I, I work really hard. Because, you know, I like to do my job right and I want to do 100%. And I just thought, like, if I was going to do that, I might as well just do it for myself. Yeah, invest in your own future. A- absolutely, yeah. Instead of someone else's. Right. So both of us didn't want to work for anyone else again. So we looked at brick and mortars so before the food truck. Uh, realized that we had zero dollars so that was impossible <laughs> i always say do you take air money because yeah. i've got a lot of air money yeah. how much is this i'll write you a check yeah. <laughs> so and uh, uh for a friend's suggestion that oh you guys should just open a food truck um we're like it's not a bad idea you know like kind of test the waters didn't know if our concept would even work yeah, this was probably uh, around November that we right. seriously started thinking about it. So yeah. you already figure, had the idea for the, the kind of menu and the food that you wanted to More at or that less, point. yeah, I guess, you know, we, we thought about either doing uh, on traditional Japanese, which, you know, I was what I was cooking before I left New York last, uh, or like the Mexican, because we love, one of our favorite things is street tacos back in New York, you know, like after work, just get oh, a torta yeah. or a taco or whatever. Especially when you're like wasted, you know? <laughs> it was like so. We're kind of going back between the two, and uh, we realized, you know, there's a good amount of tacos here, good amount of Mexican food, but like none of what we do as far as Japanese cuisine. Mm-hmm. Um, so we found a trailer uh, in Georgia, actually drove down like such like rookies. Didn't didn't bargain for it. Didn't test any equipment out. Just like we'll take it. And, just, and we didn't even take it that day. Like, they yeah. had to drive it up for us a couple weeks gave later. Them the so money. we gave them, like, this big check, and we're like, okay, bye. bye. <laughs> I hope our trailer comes in a few weeks. It's pretty much how we work all the time, just yeah. to, like, But you know. it somehow works out, right? Yeah. yeah. I think that I do believe, because I live in that world, too, and I believe that, like, you, if you believe the best in people, you just always find the best people. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to delve into the food. But before I do, I know a lot of the listeners are going to want to ask you this. And have you seen the movie Chef? Oh. Oh. <laughs> what do you hate about it? Everything. Everything. First I, of all, we I, should I, say I like uh, was, uh, I like the actor. Oh, um, see, I don't like the actor. He's he's kind of funny. I like, kind of d- I yeah. liked him more in that movie than any other movie. Yeah, like I don't think I ever seen him in the main role, but um. We also didn't watch, it, I don't know if you ever went back and watched it, but we didn't watch the movie to the point that it got to the food truck, because we got so... I watched with, the whole thing. Oh, you did? I watched it. Okay. I only watched it to the point where, I don't know, it started having a meltdown, I like, <laughs> shut it off. Oh, it's just, like, mo- I feel like most, I don't know, I think in most industries, when they do a movie about it, like, cooking or music or whatever, it's never realistic, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, he was a head chef at some huge... You know, fancy restaurant was super popular, and yet he was like extremely poor somehow. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Why?" No, but his apartment rocked. Right. right. I mean, he had like, a flat cooktop right. that but was then he insanely was like, awesome. Somehow extremely poor, and you know, like, there's nothing about the food truck that like works that way. There was no dehack instruction. There was no million permits to go through, and it's I don't know. It's just like, oh no, that's not how you do it. <laughs> right. Can't just drive city to city and do. 
do those things. Right. Feels that air in Franklin yeah, was in, was in, in Texas. Texas right, right. Exactly. It's like, yeah, here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why Japanese? I know that you talked about Japanese versus Mexican, but right. you're Chinese. Right. So why not go there? Um, um, we settled on on traditional Japanese because uh, it gives a lot of leeway to play. Uh, I love I love Japanese cuisines because uh, when I when I had to learn it to run the Shea uh, Sardine in New York, I just kind of fell in love with everything about it. It's very disciplined. There's a lot of details about it, um, mm-hmm. and it's, it's just delicious. And it is. I and mean, so, your food's so delicious. We, uh, yeah, that's a given. <laughs> yeah. If you're on the Southern Fork, just heads up. Anybody on the Southern Fork, their food is damn good. Okay. <laughs> and like we try to take well, I learned about Japanese cuisines and. I take a lot of my grandma and my mother's recipes, and I kind of fold um, it into yeah the, the everyday dishes that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, so a little bit of Japanese technique, uh, a lot of Chinese flavors, uh, like like the hot chicken that we do. Uh, it's Japanese fried chicken, karaage, shaved cabbage, traditional Japanese, on rice, traditional Japanese, and usually just like a, like an egg, a little bit of soy, which is also Japanese. But we do a hot version where we take actually like a Nashville style kind of chili oil but the mm-hmm. chili oil itself is actually my grandma's recipe awesome. so just, yeah. just little things like that, that so do you feel like that's where you get to show your personality through showing your family's personality oh for sure through uh, Japanese I mean is there stuff that you just are interested that you try or do you feel like you lean on family recipes more? well like I, I take small parts of well, my mom was fed me, or my grandma was fed me, and like it's just dishes that stir up memory for for myself, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and and taking that and like uh, some kind of traditional from Japanese dish and uh, making it my own, mm-hmm. uh, I think is what makes us special. I think what's cool about you too is that your background in cooking is actually like French American, like classic French and American cuisine. Mm-hmm. So he's like taking that, and then he's taking like his heritage, his parents' background. And if you hear Corey saying that. Corey is Shwai's cheerleader, and Shwai is Corey's cheerleader. Yeah, best friends. And they're BFFs, and they're married. (laughs) Do they ever fight? I don't know, but they're the cutest damn couple. (laughs) (laughs) So how is it working with her when you had front of house experience, but not back of house, and he really somehow needs back of house sometimes right now? Yeah. Right. Uh, um, well, so for the first year, it was literally just us all the time. And yeah. I was in the kitchen helping try prep, like, you know, the easy things. Like, I was right. doing the eggs and making the rice and, like, washing shit and peeling shrimp. Like, sort of all of, like, that prep cook type of thing. Um, Did your knife skills improve? Oh, no. See, I'll be Corey touched the knife. Yeah, Corey never ever. really held the knives. Uh, because it would just be silly. Like, Shwai could stand right. there and do something in, like, ten seconds where I'd spend all afternoon and it would be, like, cut, like, an inch thick. So, I know. I know the feeling. Um, and also, like, I kind of have no desire. Like, my one friend early on was like, think of what you're going to be learning. I was like, yeah, if I, like, wanted to, I don't really care. <laughs> I don't really want to be a cook. I'll come and stash. Yeah. See? <laughs> For real. I've, I've stashed a lot in town. People don't know it. And actually, Bob Cook was like, no, are you actually going to do anything? <laughs> and he was like, mm, I feel weird about asking that, but is this real? Or is this a publicity? Well, Bob's, a, Bob's an asshole. No. <laughs> Hey, Bob. Hi, Bob. Hi. Um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was definitely it was definitely a little more difficult without having you know, your prep cooks. You do it on your 
Well, actually, Chase already and I was the prep cook because we didn't have any prep cooks. Mm-hmm. So it would just be me and my sous chef prepping all morning. Uh, so kind of used to it, but at the same time, like, you know, but then, you know, certain hours, all your line cooks will come in, they'll start doing their part. Right. Uh, or those is just me and Corey. And yeah, for the first year, it's very hard. Like, it's just a lot of long days. And, uh, but also I feel like uh, the adrenaline part of just having your own first business and your own, your own little baby, like, Kept you, us you going. just have that right. excitement. Now, right. like looking back, we went so hard when we first opened that whole that whole first year. Like yeah, all of these were, doubles on top of doubles. Like yeah, we, we did like, like a triple. Yeah, story. like three. Like it was crazy. Yeah, like, I don't know. And like even now that we're still doing it, I'm like, how do we have the energy to get this off the ground? Like yeah. you you built a cult following, and you kind of held the line. Lots of times when I talk to chefs, and I talk to chefs off the record all the time and whole stuff like how do I do this and how do I you just kind of said we're doing this and you just held the line you didn't worry about the crowd so much I mean I don't know maybe you did worry about the crowds but this is my menu this is what I'm doing I'm interpreting this yeah and you were kind of doing it for you yeah first and then to see if whoever would like it would be the ones that needed to be your customers right Right. i mean we definitely cooked to our own palates for sure and there was a while that we like played a little bit safe in charleston um just because you know you do get a lot of funny looks and yeah um especially when you just open and then we just didn't enjoy the food as much and i mean this was like a a week's menu i think that we did that when it first opened we were uh, like you know what screw it no when it first opened i think we had maybe 10 different things on the menu which comparison now we don't have like three or five yeah. Um, yeah, but you know, as long as you keep the OG, there will right, not be that's a not going anywhere. Uh, so we're, we'll talk about the OG in a minute because I want <laughs> you to explain it for everyone that's never had it exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we like Corey said, we we did. You know, when we first opened, dishes are too bold. You know, mm-hmm. um, like we, first day we opened, there was a half roasted salmon head on the menu, which no one bought except t- for except for Tim. Out of my way, Tim kids. Logan. Cut back on a lot, and then I kind of played it safe for a little bit, you know, and then, uh, yeah, one day, like, we just, just, like, screw it, like, whatever, just cook what we want to cook. Yeah. Let's cook what's delicious, and people will figure it out. How about sourcing? Sourcing your ingredients here. How has that been? It's not, I mean, like, as far as Asian ingredients, it's not bad. There's, there's a great uh, purveyor for that, uh, JFC, mm-hmm. and uh, Nishimoto, they're both uh, Japanese purveyors. And then... When in Rome, kind of thing, whatever's locally uh, sourced, I can source here and do it here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, there was, so with us, there's never a, a besides the OG, um, you know, like our local veggie, whatever that we have on a poke or a, mm-hmm. a rice bowl of some kind. Um, it's always seasonal, local, sustainable. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Girl Food. Uh, hey Sarah, <laughs> hope you're doing well. Uh, and then uh, you know uh, we try to get our fish as as much of our fish from Mark abundant as possible. Oh, hey Mark, how are you? <laughs> I mean, local food matters, and Absolutely. so when you're cooking local as a chef, can you speak to the difference of why you're doing that? Because you're doing a lot of stuff here that is really. For lack of a better word, boutique. Like you're buying small amounts. Yeah. You're having. You're changing the menu daily. You're cooking to your likes, to your tastes. Yeah. You're you're having to prep this stuff daily because your menu is changing daily. Right. So 
why buy lowball stuff the flavor is, is is unbeatable you can't it can't compare local seasonal ingredients to wherever the garbage is growing you know um like if you ever had i don't know let's say bilo milk versus uh milk from local I'm country. sorry bilo. you <laughs> yes. never get a sponsor the <laughs> 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 or you know or like versus you know low country creamery Yes. It's, it's such, it's like drinking half and half. It you know? is. It also yeah. becomes this really Probably. personal thing, too. Like, we literally know all the people that we buy from. So, right. like, say someone's product goes up a little bit, you know it's very delicious, and maybe they bought new equipment, and they kind of transfer it to you, and you're like, shit, but it's so delicious. Like, right. And you feel bad trying to find a cheaper purveyor because you know that person, and you know what they're going through, and you know how much work it takes to make yeah. their food. So you're like... All right, and then you know we yeah, kind of have thing. transfer it then onto the customer, and our prices go up a little bit. But that's the thing. I like, feel like we're know, all in it together I, at this point. I feel point. like a lot of people don't do local because it is more expensive. Um, like our eggs are very expensive, but they're so good. You know, they're from Philly West Farms, and they're just beautiful, beautiful egg. You know, you crack it open, you you won't ever find any other eggs like mm, that. Great um, orange yolk. So drastically, right. when you get a local free range egg versus a factory egg. I think Absolutely. the first time I cracked one, I I was like, is this the yeah. It was so drastically different. Right. You're just not used to that color right. at all. We did a day out there on the farm with them and it was one of those things that you think you work really hard. Like I no one works harder than a food truck and then you go out and you're like, Oh my oh, god, yeah. this is like a hundred times yeah. harder than what we do. Yeah. You're like, Thanks baby, <laughs> I love you. Bye guys. Sorry, let's run away. <laughs> That's a lot of work. So, you know, you understand why they need to charge that and, and you don't right. feel bad. And, you know, like, like uh, supply and demand, you know, like, if not more people join in to buy locally, prices right. aren't going to go down. That's, that's just a fact. There's no demand for it. Yeah. Let's just discuss the OG and the, the large amount of press it's received <laughs> and also the fact that I think people would literally rock this over, like the LA riots and if you didn't have it. Yeah. So what is the OG and why is it so damn good? Uh, so our, the OG is our ode to shirashi, uh, which is a uh, Japanese uh, like sashimi rice bowl. So uh, traditionally you'll find it in, well you find it in a lot of Japanese restaurants now, even Americanized ones. But traditionally in Japan you'll find it in fish markets. Uh, it'll just be like whatever they catch that day on top of sushi rice, maybe a little bit of soy and Pickle ginger, maybe freshly grated wasabi. Um, simple, it's clean. It just sounds amazing. Just, right? It just sounds so amazing and, um, and transcendent. And yeah. for Charleston, when it's hot nine months out of the year, really, right. Right. or at least warm, right. that is just what you want to eat. Exactly. Right. I have always, uh, I have a great chef that taught me that every dish should have every single flavor and element. So, you know, your tart, your sweet, your crunch, your spice um, your umami so we took the shirashi and we um, basically added all those elements so we added a spicy mayo let's give it a little more creaminess and richness we added a little on top of the pickled ginger added a little uh, freshly pickled slash brined uh, cucumbers give a little crunch a little more salt uh, a little masago you don't have to tell everything People eat it, they know what's in there. Corey's trying to protect you. Like, don't, don't. <laughs> and then what we do. <laughs> Some of these things are proprietary. You see it with their eyeballs and there's cucumbers in there. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> what 
What is this weird round green circle? <laughs> I'll never remember. I don't know. It's the nectar of the gods. Oh my god. We added all these different elements to give it more pop, a little more flavor, and just a little more richness. Made it our, again, made it our own. And I can still eat it every day. Yeah, I can still eat it every day, too. So now that you have the book out, Corey, mm-hmm. and are you going on tour with it? Yep, I just came back um, from sort of a second stint. It's like a tour that's spread out over like six mm-hmm. different like Which is wonderful. Dates. Yeah. Because that gives you time at home. That's, I think, the more modern way that they're doing it these I days. I think it's much better. Um, also, yeah, <laughs> the back-to-back author thing, the author things are weird. Um, it's not the food community where it's like everybody's this big extrovert and everyone's like, everyone's kind of an introvert when you're a writer. So it's just, I don't know, and it brings out all of the like writer anxieties doing those kinds of things. Where here I just get to like talk to people and like half of our customers are friends now. So it's just like a whole day of being like, hey there, oh, how's this? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been really special doing both things. Yeah, we met a lot of great writers. Yeah. And, and like the big time mm-hmm. writers too. Especially in her genre, I guess. Uh, like yeah. Sarah Shepard and uh, Siobhan and Oh, Margie Stoll. Margie, well, yeah. Margie Stoll. And, like, yeah, lots great, of really great yeah. definitely been welcomed in with open arms and that's really nice. That's really cool. Um, and that's another thing with the food truck is you have a flexibility yeah. to, to come along as right. needed. Sometimes. Yeah, whenever I don't want to work, I don't work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, no, no, I really feel like Except it today. for Ace Hardware, right? <laughs> right. Well, yeah, it's not time that. We like, try, yeah, yeah. We try our best we know not to slack off. We know people are a little, we'll say, disappointed if we don't come to a regular yeah. spot, so we really do try and schedule things around them, but mm-hmm. sometimes can't be helped. Yeah. If you had it to do over again, despite the fact that we've talked off air and you're kind of over it, over the whole food truck thing, yeah. would you do it again? Absolutely. Um, I think, you know, it, it, I'm, I'm super, 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 super grateful for Short Grain. Um, I wouldn't be here, Short Grain wouldn't be here, Corey wouldn't be where we are today without this little crappy trailer. Uh, it's taken us a long, long way uh, in all things to that. And like, right. you know, we met a lot of great chefs, uh, did a lot of great events. And, Again, yeah, all because of short grain. Um, so yeah, if I do it over again, I wouldn't change a damn thing. Yeah, I don't um, think I would either. Yeah, and like you know, yeah, we out like we hate it now only just because <laughs> we kind of outgrown it, and we, we're at the point where we're just, we want to really showcase what else we can do besides just rice bowls. You know, that's the only reason we want to get out. And it's really hard to do all of the things that you can do right. through this sliding glass window, Absolutely. right? And in the space, and I mean. If you ever visit Charleston, you should, listeners, come to any kind of pop-ups that are around. You should look, you should just Google pop-ups in Charleston. We have them all the time. And when Try does one, I try to make sure that I come because I get to see things and taste things that I don't through the sliding glass window. That's the thing. I think we scaled back. It's funny. I think we went through a big, like, period of really hating the food truck. And then we kind of made it work more for us. So now, like, the schedule is a lot more our own. Maybe it is because of a lot of writing events. But we definitely take, like, a lot more time off and then kind of come back. And we only do the jobs that we like now. So I think we're sort of over-hating it in that sense. But we've also, like, made things easier in, like, the menu, like, only doing the five things. So I think it's, like, a little more boring for the customer, honestly, because we used to have, like, two, like, completely fresh different dishes every week and, like, plus the different snacks. And now it's, like... 
you know, we always have that OG. We always have that Kiriagi on. So you're kind of getting... Well, also, yeah, you can't take those two names off. No, you can't take them off, right? Well, so... <laughs> well, here's hoping that we get to taste an expanded menu from you two. And also, here's hoping that at, no matter what happens with this truck or a brick and mortar in the future or whatever, that somehow, Corey, you will be involved. Do you think that you will? I think I would always like to be that person that's welcoming people. Um, I yeah, think yeah. that's part of what we are, you know, is uh, like the yeah, delicious the food. Face, but you, you know, also like, need that, not to say I bring the warmth. You know, I always want to be the person that's sort of there to be like, oh, hey, you guys again, um, <clears throat> because it isn't me, um, you know, and you no, know, I don't like having to be up at 5 a.m. to like yeah. do food truck things. I'd much rather be writing. But if ever there is a brick and mortar, yeah, I get to probably Corey's, go in at like four. Corey's, so I think that's why a lot of people, Corey's very sweet. Uh, it was just me. It would not be that way. <laughs> so I asked for no mail. I would just be like, no, can't have it. Yeah, you would, you would be an asshole. Yeah, well, you can play and asshole. that's probably why you hang out with Bobby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Assholes stick together. Well, for more information about Short Grain and where you can find them in Charleston for pop-ups as well as the regular spots here in Charleston, you can go to the southernfork.com. I do these podcasts every week. And I, I love going out on location. And I promise you, I really love the fact that I've been sitting on a milk crate for 25 minutes. I'm not going to even imagine what the backside looks like right now. <laughs> but please go to iTunes or your favorite, wherever you listen to podcasts, and subscribe. Leave a, a review. And check out the great things that Short Green is doing because these two are just getting started. Thanks so much for coming today. Thank, Thank you for you having us. You've been listening to The Southern Fork. I can't wait to bring you more culinary conversations, but in the meantime, I have one question. Are you going to eat all that? <laughs> <laughs>